Coming up on this episode of Up for Debate, we're talking moving. That's right, packing up your stuff, putting it in boxes with all that bubble wrap and paper, putting it in a big truck and sending it to a different destination. And we're going to do it all with very special guest, Phil Lopez. It's going to be an exciting episode of Up for Debate. We hope you stick around because it's going to start for you right now. This is Up for Debate, episode number 59, recorded September 1st, 2016. Moving up, moving out. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Up for Debate, the podcast that's always going to a new destination. I'm Sean Jennings, joined, as always, by the co-host um, who can always drive the semi-truck. It is uh, Mr. Matt Mariani, and of course, we're... glad that I can drive that semi-truck. You know, now uh, that I think about it, actually, I don't know about that. I yeah, might take that you back. You already said it. You already said I could drive it. Is so. that legally binding? You already, yeah, I'm afraid it is. So. Oh, shoot. Hop on in the truck. We're going to go. We're going to Nevada. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Stick around. We'll find out why Mom, Matt wants to go to Nevada. But before we get to that, we've got to introduce our very special guest, Matt. Yes, we do, Sean. Our very special guest. Who was our very special guest last week. But... But only stuck around for a few it minutes. Lasted a little while, and then Comcast struck. Comcast strikes again. I think they're out <laughs> to get us. They're trying to shut us down. They're trying to shut us down. The man trying to shut us down. That's right, Mr. Phil Lopez. How are you doing? Yeah. Hello. I'm up for debate. <laughs> that, and you know phil it's just that level of enthusiasm is why we had you on uh and thought you'd make a great guest and and as we mentioned last week you are our our first guest we've ever had so um two-time guest two, a two-time first-time guest um which is quite an honor um made the big time. it is the big time and you know matt i think we've got an interesting discussion topic for this week yeah, that should be a good one, Sean. It's uh, It has to do with moving and moving up, moving out, and moving on to new things. Getting the ball moving. Okay. I, I, I was fearing you were going to run out of ways to use the word moving, and I, I may have succeeded in that move fear. Move your feet. Move your feet. Uh, get moving. Get on, move, your, move your feet, lose your seat. I like to move it, it, move it. I'd like to move it. Uh, no. So, you know, it's interesting, Matt. And I think the reason this came up is because recently all three of us moved. Interestingly That's enough. Right. Um, and we all moved differently, which I think is really interesting, right? I, mine was a corporate move from Massachusetts to Texas. Matt, yours was a sort of bare bones move, move. from New York to Virginia. <laughs> and Phil um, had the international move. He went from uh, Vietnam to, um, I'm assuming you parked in New Jersey for a little while, or did you go straight to, to the greater D.C. area? Yeah, we had a, a one-month layover. Now I'm in D.C. So I had two moves in like two months. And you had two moves. And so I think we've got a, a wide range of experiences to talk about all the good and the bad around moving, which is something I don't think anyone really wants to do, unless you're a moving company and then you you know you get paid. But... I had no idea the amount of work. I guess I probably should have thought about that, but it's not something that really crosses your mind until you're you're in it and you start the process. It's a lot of work. And especially when you're going like across state lines and stuff, things are different and things are new in your new state. Well, um, and I want to dig into all that. Before we do, I just want to remind everybody out there, we are streaming live on Facebook, facebook.com slash TV. Uh, if you're watching live, we encourage you to hop on into the, the, the comments on Facebook, ask us a question, give us your feedback. We'll talk about it on the air. Uh, and if you're not watching live, you're watching the recorded version, we do this live Thursday nights at uh, 8.30 p.m. Eastern, 7.30 p.m. Central. So you can check it out there, facebook.com slash TV. All right, Matt, uh, where, do you want to, uh, where do you want to start on this one? Um, so I, I liked what you said before, Sean, about how we, each one of us kind of had a different experience. Yes. Moving. We moved in different ways. Yes. Um, and uh, like you, you had the business move. I, I had did. The bare bones move. Yeah. Or the... I guess traditional, I got a job somewhere else, so now I have to move. Well, no, I don't know about that because your move, I was surprised when you told me about your move when you said, you know, I was like, Matt, you seem to be building a lot of furniture. And you said, (laughs) I didn't move anything. You packed a a car 
full of okay. stuff and you moved like that's See, when you amazing said, to me when you said bare bones i thought you just meant like it was a traditional move no bare bones is in you didn't move anything i, I kind of <laughs> just put a whole bunch of yeah i put like six or seven boxes and bags in my car most of them were books and clothes pretty much all of them were books and clothes <laughs> that's and amazing made and assembled all the other stuff that that is very impressive to me because that would that would worry me like i still had to buy a bunch of stuff when i got here but i also moved a lot of stuff yeah well you see what i what i basically did was i just purchased and or constructed things as i needed them so mm-hmm. I'd be in the kitchen and I'd be like, wow, there's no garbage in here. I better go buy a garbage. And like or I put it on a list. And then by the end of the day, my list was filled with stuff that I had to get. I was like, OK, so I, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to cut this. I'm going to cut this zucchini, but I don't have a knife. So I got to go buy a big chef's knife, put mm-hmm. that on the list. And uh, but see, here's the question. How much stuff do you still have stored at your parents place? Like that I that I plan on bringing here. That you will eventually own, excluding things you inherit. I would say nothing. Okay. I mean, I could have taken my Xbox, but I decided not to. <laughs> That's still at my parents' place, I guess. But well, no, I don't I'm, really intend on bringing that here. I'm just saying that because my mother kept like scrapbooks of me when I was in elementary school, and like pay, you know when I was in the newspaper, she'd clip it out and kept it. She made me take all that with me. Oh no, I, that's all. I don't. I don't have any of that. I didn't pack any of that. So that's all. I guess. So still. I, the rule was: if if it will, if it is mine, it is. It went with me. <laughs> it, it, there was nothing left to be stored. She said, "I don't want to deal with it. You can take it." So the so golf clubs that's... I've used once in the years I've owned them. Yeah. But then again, okay. I didn't pay to move any of it. Phil, did you bring a lot back with you from Vietnam? <clears throat> uh, that was actually kind of depressing like when i packed everything up to go it was like i realized my whole life fit in two suitcases and a carry-on so i didn't have any like i brought clothes and like souvenirs but that was it i didn't i never like accumulated furniture and stuff but i guess that's good and you know it's it we're all young guys right although it, maybe we're not feeling that way anymore but but we're all young guys so it's not like we have you know, we we moved out of my childhood home. Gosh, this was almost it was it was right before freshman year um, at Maris. So what was seven years ago, give or take? And you know, my family lived there for over twenty years. The amount of stuff you accumulate in a place like that—that's where the stuff comes in. I think at our age, there's just not that much to move. Yeah, naturally, I don't think you could accumulate that much, even if you wanted to. Um, and I think technology has replaced a lot of the, that kind of stuff too. I mean, I have a lot of stuff I packed on a on a uh, on actually right here on this uh, this hard drive. Mm-hmm. A lot of files and stuff that I would have had to have packed in boxes. I just took it with me. Yeah. Most of it's like my my certificates and diplomas and licenses and whatnot, but. That's all, uh, yeah, that's all stuff that, that you no longer need the hard copy for. Obviously, this, I put this in my pocket, actually. I drove it when I, when I mm-hmm. moved down here. So, yeah, technology probably replaces a lot of things. You can also, back in the day when you bought furniture, this was, you, you would buy like the antique set. Mm-hmm. And it would be pretty much like your bookshelf where it was already assembled. Um, I have an Ikea that's less than five miles away. I just drive right there. I love the Ikea. I mean, oh, I get man. Some of those nice meatballs for dinner. I've never had the meatballs there. Are they really as good? The are they really as good, though, as people say? Uh, okay. They are very good. They're, they're, they will surprise you, those meatballs. Not just the regular <laughs> Swedish meatballs. They also make very good vegetarian meatballs. You know okay. who I bet was also surprised? surprised? The people who bought them and found out there was horse meat in them. <laughs> horse meat is delicious, apparently. That's what I learned. At the you got to go to IKEA to get it. Even better than the horse meat meatballs uh, at the IKEA is the coffee. Oh, they got good coffee there. IKEA. Has Do you just hang out at IKEA? Do <laughs> <laughs> you have like business meetings at I IKEA? Have a time job there, you know. Yeah, I mean, like, what are you, what are you doing this weekend? Oh, we're camping out at IKEA. Writing exact <laughs> reviews. Yeah. How cool would that be? If like IKEA should do that, they should I bet have like sleep do that. Ikea sleepover where it's just open twenty four hour and 
like you you get to like rent this either rent uh, the the space out with your friends or that'd be like a great way to meet people like a mixer like oh like a singles night at ikea oh that's so sad ikea sleepover that's That's, very sad no but what's funny was when i was leaving my ikea one time i noticed the sign and it said the restaurant opens an hour before the store opens who in the morning is in such a rush to get to the ikea restaurant that they're like i can't wait for the store to open I guess they go there and they for the good coffee. The at Ikea. <laughs> they have the coffee, and I, I didn't even know they did breakfast. To be honest, I thought it was just the meatballs. I, yes, Ikea well, is. They have a bunch of other stuff. They have wraps, and they have this, the wraps look very, very sad. Though I would never touch the wraps. Oh, but the meatballs. <laughs> the one near me, I think it's a regional thing. The Ikea near me does cornbread for an extra dollar. You can you can get a piece of cornbread. <laughs> you haven't even lived there that long. How many times have you he been knows to the, the Ikea? Menu by heart. Did, did you go yeah. in there and all the employees go, "Hey, Matt, Dad, hey, you're back again. weren't you here yesterday?" Shurban, Shurban. I don't know. I don't speak Swedish, but I assume that's 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 their their version of. We'll get you work. the usual. <laughs> you know it. Their usual. Oh my god, that's dangerous. Yeah, that's a tough. Favorite a- favorite thing about IKEA of all time, though. So they have these books that they put on the, they stage these books on the bookshelves and on the coffee tables mm-hmm. and they're actual, they're actual books, but they're in Swedish. They're all like completely in Swedish. So you open it up and it's just got like Swedish. It's all in Swedish, the books. I cannot believe that you are the guy who tries to read the fake books that they have in Ikea. <laughs> I, well, well, all right. So I was shopping there and I was convinced that these books have to be fake. Like, there's nothing in them. They're it's prop just like, books. Like yeah. a little prop, right? Just so they can they can stage it and make you think like, oh, this is what a book will look like in my home. But no, you open it up and there's honest to God Swedish from and there's like 500 pages of it. I, part of I would pay cash money to go to an IKEA with Matt Mariani. I, I just <laughs> I want to say that that is like an experience. You should offer tours of IKEA. Be like, fun fact, you may not know this. The books are real. Go ahead, take a look. <laughs> totally, totally real. Oh, um, they're they're futons. I think you have to be a you have to be a pretty small person to fit in a, mm. a one of the futons. They're not they're not made for regular sized human beings. <laughs> they're made for children, pretty much. Well, and that was the the interesting discussion for me when I moved because I didn't have a lot of large piece of furniture. Was do you do you go IKEA or do you get real furniture? Um, real furniture. You can get. Why can't you get real furniture? Because it's more expensive, and IKEA's cheaper, and like yeah, and it falls apart, and it's yeah, it's shoddily it, made, or you have to make it yourself, which means it's shoddily made. I mean, I made this chair myself, but I'm waiting for you to fall over. I don't really trust it. It no. goes pretty far, but careful, careful. Uh, you know, <laughs> it's it's the limits of this chair. It's, it's easy to scratch and dent. It doesn't, you know, in three years you're gonna replace. I, I think it's good for if you're really planning to to be temporary. But at what point do you say it's worth investing in real furniture? Right. Now, that being said, I think the desks I bought, I bought them from Ikea and I built them. And what's great about those is that you can take them apart if you're Mm -hmm. moving elsewhere. Mm -hmm. Whereas with the furniture, you have to hire people to come in and and get it for you. Um, That being said, we don't have our furniture yet. Looking at you, Ashley's furniture in, <laughs> in Dumfries, Virginia. Um, it was supposed to be delivered here like a week ago, and we still don't have it. Uh, we're supposed to get love seats and a couch. I don't know what's up with that. Haven't even gotten a phone call. But I don't own any assets. Me and my roommate, he also moved back from Asia, and we were both looking for apartments and our thing was neither of us own any furniture or anything we don't own anything in america so we lucked out the guy who renting our apartment he said i'm going to donate all this furniture anyways just let us keep it that's a good deal that's pretty cool yeah so i inherited some furniture sort of nice i think i think that was the single greatest part about my move to houston was that my company paid for it which means they hired really nice movers to move all my stuff. So it was perfectly okay that I had, you know, I already had a recliner and I already had a dining table and I, I had some sizable pieces. 
and they just showed up with a team of guys and they came into my old house and they wrapped it and labeled it and boxed it all up and put it in the giant semi truck and they took it away and then they came here and they took it up the stairs and put it in the place. That is the way to go. That's pretty fantastic. Let me just say <laughs> that is the way to do it because uh it was it was fantastically easy. Now what what kind of chair are you sitting in there? Mr. Sean, it looks like a very comfortable chair. So believe it or not, there's a funny story behind this chair. Back in, gosh, this would have been probably 2006 or 2007, uh, a family friend ran a survivor pool where at the beginning of the season of Survivor, the TV show, you would um, predict how the players would do each week. And you would get points, kind of like fantasy a little bit, you would get points based on how correct you were. So you'd pick the final 12 and the final 10 and all the way down to the winner and you'd score and and you'd pay to get in and the winner would get like a hundred bucks or something. Well, what most people don't realize is that, you know, to know the winner ahead of time is very difficult because the way they do the show, but there are a ton of leaks on the internet. If you look about what happens through the first, you know, up to the final three, because all that's taped months in advance. So all it takes is one of the hundreds of people who worked on the show to know the answer. So every season they get posted. You just have to look for them. And so, of course, I told the guy running the pool, I said, look, Larry, I'm telling you, you need to put a disclaimer on the thing that says you can't use spoilers. Because if you don't, I will use spoilers because it's within the rules. And he said, no, I'm not going to do that. So I use spoilers and I won. <laughs> so and dumb. everyone got really pissed. <laughs> but I told Larry, you got to put it in the rules because people will do this. Warning. I gave him plenty of warning. And so I used a hundred bucks to buy this chair and it is, I've had it since all these years. It's was, been in storage. I was really, I was, I was wondering where that, where was they were going to connect. Yes. Where, where was the chair going to fit? in? I over? know. So I used a prize. Chair's over here and Sean's story is over here. I, I needed the bridge. This fantastic okay. cloth. See, I, I, I thought where you were going with that story was that the chair was the prize that no. the win- <laughs> Uh, I guess basically it was. That would be very weird. Money. Yes, but that's right. what I used it for, and I've and I've had it for ten years, and it's been a fantastic chair. So that's Have where you, I got my chair. Speaking of of Survivor, well, I guess speaking of like TV contests in general, sure. Um, I, I, have you heard of uh, people do bachelor brackets? Oh yeah, you can do that that's on a like lot of shows. A really big thing at my new job, people. Love. Everybody has their bachelor bracket. Like they're ready to fill it out. <laughs> bachelor brackets. I'll I'll stick with fantasy football. I think. <laughs> yep. Are you doing a league this year, Matt? Oh yeah, I'm in two leagues actually, which should be fun. One of them's a money league, and the other one's a work league. Um. Ninja Bortles. It's my team name. What I wanted it, all right. I wanted it to be Teenage Newton Ninja Bortles. Oh, that's not too bad. I thought that'd be funny, but but Yahoo capped it at twenty characters. Yeah. So to make it Ninja Bortles. My team is uh, Meatballs Maniacs, and the reason for that is because my coworkers one day said, "Sean, you need a nickname." Because your name doesn't really, you know, it's not like you can abbreviate it to something that's a nickname. And someone just shouted out, he should be called the Meatball. And so they just started calling me the Meatball one day. And uh, that stuck as a nickname. That doesn't look like a, I I would not, I would not pick you to have the But that's the joke, that it's such a ridiculous (laughs) nickname. Meatball. And and so so they used to walk into the room and be like, Meatball, what's going on? I guess there are worse things they could call you. And they did, but I stuck with meatballs, so we're, we're meatballs maniacs. Okay, okay. So you're leaning into it a little bit. That's good. Yeah. But I had the best draft in my league I'm going to win this year. But anyway, we're getting I, – I know Phil's a big fantasy football player too. Nope. Nope. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, I, I think you could really make a fantasy league out of anything, though. Well, we did out of the movies. I mean, we did it with movies. People are doing it with The Bachelor. I guess it's not really fantasy. That's like brackets. It's like March Madness. But sure. But that's a, a form of fantasy. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's pretty funny. Um, you, know, you know what is not fun about moving? Mattress shopping. 
Oh, oh, mattress shopping. I'm about to go mattress shopping. I hate. All right, so I need tips. Can you guys help me out? I thought you were a Casper fan. Well, I okay. So this bed is Casper, and it's been fantastic. However, I now have a guest room in my apartment. I know, living the high life, and so, but I only own one bed, so I have to get a bed, and I am not going to put a nice Casper mattress in my guest room. Um. Get a or or get a um get a fold out couch. No, I have Sleep, sleeper couch. But I sleeper, don't. So. I don't need the extra seating though. I could just get a regular bed. I mean, and I live then, alone. Then I think a day a day bed is your answer there. You think? I, I think a day bed. Yeah, just get a, a room with a couch. A really shitty spring mattress and a day bed or a futon. I mean, I was just going to go buy a, 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 a just a regular mattress. If you wanted to turn that into like an extra entertainment center, then you could get a sleeper sofa and like a big screen TV. But Matt, I already have that in my living room. Yeah, but that that could be like another entertainment. But I, center. Matt, I live alone. <laughs> like I don't think you're comprehending the the absolute lack of no. What I think I want to do is actually move this desk back into the other room. So I got to make sure I have space. But I've just never gone to like traditional mattress stores and and bought there. So I don't know what to look for. Do you have any tips? They just have like tons of mattresses laying around. They're like, oh, go lay on it. And like, they all feel the same. They're all the same. Did you get the guy? Have you gotten the guy that like stares at you while you're laying on it and you feel so vulnerable? That's that's my mattress shopping experience. Believe me. I lay on the mattress and the guy guy comes over and just like stands and like stares. That's a sales tactic though, right? He's just like, so are you liking the sofa? I guess it is a sales (laughs) tactic. But he makes you like uncomfortable. Isn't he trying? Doesn't don't, doesn't he want no. you to be comfortable? No, he wants to get you out of there as quickly as possible, and that means buying a mattress. Yeah, but if you buy it, to, I'll leave you alone. But you're supposed to like the mattress, and you can't really enjoy it with him like hunched over you, just like looking. At least I couldn't. They all they are all the same to me. He's just like, oh, do you feel the difference? It's like, <laughs> I don't feel me. And then he's well, like, you know, mattress is like a good pair of shoes. You need to get comfortable ones. I think they all use the same pitch because that's the one I, I went to a couple places and then and they said that that same exact statement at every one of them. Like, what is the recipe for a mattress? Just like springs covered in cloth. They're all the oh, same. Oh, hang on, be careful because actually there are a lot of variations in mattresses because you've got, of course, you've got your traditional springs spring. No, well, no, because you've got springs, you've got wrap springs, you've got springs with foam, you've got springs with pillow top, you've got foam, foam latex. And, and, and the, then if the you NASA, the, 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 yeah, NASA, the, NASA the one where you put the wine on one end and you jump on the other and the wine doesn't spill. And all the infomercials. And then yeah. there's the handmade mattresses, which I guess is a big thing now, where you get these artisanal companies and they actually like stuff a mattress with whatever they have in the warehouse custom Stops. just for you. But the thing is, like, okay, you buy just the cheapest mattress, and if you want a foam mattress, you put the foam on top. If you want a pillow top, you buy the pillow thing in the Walmart. They're all the same. Oh, Phil. It's all a big scam to, like, they're the biggest <laughs> markup ever. Big mattress. Yeah. Uh-oh. A Comcast is going to cut us off again, Phil. They, they're all, Do they, they own know, a mattress company? Too much. We know it's too a, much. The mattress bubble in the United States is going to burst. There's too many mattress stores. That I agree with. That's like, true. Especially and now living in a city. Ran a, they ran a show about this. Yeah. I know I know we're the only podcast in, in the universe, but That's true. Freakonomics well, did they they said uh I think they said uh, like there's a mattress store every block basically. Mm-hmm. You know, you look outside and there's like 20 mattress stores. Well, put it this way, I was just reading the the dollar store market is collapsing because they had a rapid expansion <laughs> following no, seriously, following the the recession and into the last year or two. And they overexpanded, and now they're collapsing. And if a, a market can't sustain a dollar store, I don't know why you would think it can sustain multiple mattress stores. Yeah, there's a huge glut in mattress stores. I don't know why that is, though. It's it's so odd because a mattress is it's not like something that you wear out and replace every couple months. Like, well, I guess if you buy cheap ones at a crappy mattress store, then I guess you do. I feel like a mattress is an investment. You're, it's like. But it's, that's why I can't understand why there are so many car commercials. You know, you know? like buying a mattress is like buying a car, though, because the, the prices mean nothing. They're always just like, oh, like <laughs> I'll give you a ten percent discount, or you get free shipping. Like, 
they don't mean anything. They're just, it's all made up. Mm-hmm. And the points don't matter. But Matt, you got to remember, and this is a true statistic, Ford sells just an F-150 truck every 30 seconds. To who? Well, to people yeah. in America. So just they they do sell a lot of cars. You you don't think that many people that are out to buy cars, and that's just Ford F one fifties. That's unbelievable. That's every fifty seconds. Every thirty seconds. Every thirty seconds. That's like how many a day? (laughs) Well, that's two a minute, and there are sixty minutes in an hour. So that's one hundred and twenty cars an hour times twenty four hours is a lot. It's like three thousand a day. Yeah, times 365, you're talking, that's less than a million a year, which I think they sell plenty of. So, it's just when you break it down, it sounds impressive, but, yeah, and, and the F-150 is the best-selling truck in America, so they sell more than anyone else. So, anyway, that's, uh, but th- but I think that's a fair point. And I will rep, by the way, my Casper mattress, if you're in the market for a mattress, I love mine, and I didn't have to go to some shitty mattress store it showed up in a giant box on my doorstep, and it's awesome. I look, I you didn't get to try it out. Expensive. You didn't get to try it out beforehand. But so that's happened. okay. I got 100 days, and if I don't like it, the Casper people send a truck to my house, and it takes it away. And I, know, I get my money back. They give another crappy mattress. No, like, no. I get my money like, back. No, come oh, on. They give you your money back. They give me okay. your money back, yeah. But they're more expensive. They are. But, but by the way, they're cheap for a foam mattress. That's the trick. If, if you're okay with coil springs, you're right. I don't, I don't, I'd like the foam better. I'm telling you. I don't know. Sleep I, I well. had foam for a while and it felt like I was stuck to the mattress. Like oh. the mattress was sinking, like I was in a pit. You know what's really fascinating? Like I was in that pit from Star Wars that, that <laughs> it's everything. The, was it the Saralac pit? Yeah. And see, I've that's, been what, that's what a foam mattress felt like. No, what's really fascinating is, uh, this is such a stupid conversation, but anyway, I used to live in a basement, okay, before I moved to Houston, and in the winter, it would get very cold, like sub-60 in the basement. It would get quite cold, and I noticed my mattress was really uncomfortable, and I'm like, I wonder if, because it's so cold, the mattress is firming up. I wasn't sleeping as well. I've moved to Houston. I keep my apartment at 80 degrees with the central air. It is so soft. It's crazy. (laughs) You don't realize it, but that 20 degree swing Hmm. can absolutely change a foam mattresses, how comfortable it is. And I bet it almost, it's possible. I think it could affect inner springs as well. I mean, the metal does shrink and contract based on heat. I don't know if that 20 degrees is enough, Uh, but it is for the foam. I noticed it. It was quite interesting. Phil, you seem surprised that my apartment's that warm. Something yeah. to read here. It is hot. Well, it's hot in Houston. You, are you a firm mattress sleeper, Sean and Phil? Firm mattress sleeper or a soft mattress? Sleeper? I don't. I don't like to sink in. I don't. I mean, I don't need it to be like a rock, but I do need support. Okay. Phil, mm-hmm. care to weigh in? On I, this got, debate? I got into firm mattresses when I was in Vietnam, but uh, I don't. I think that's like not the norm here, but. It, they become comfortable after a while, and they're not as hot, especially in the summer. Mm-hmm. How do people sleep in Vietnam? Like, they, do they all generally prefer firm mattresses? Usually, well, usually they close their eyes. And... <laughs> they all sleepwalk all night, just all over the city. I don't know. I mean, if you have a mattress, then you have, like, a really firm mattress usually. And if you don't, you have, like, the bamboo mattress. Works fine. See, that's why, like, we, we're spending hundreds of dollars on mattresses. We don't need it. It's a strange luxury. Mm-hmm. A strange luxury. Interesting. But you remember, Phil, you spend, like, more than a third of your day using it. But you don't even enjoy it when you're sleeping. You're not, like, you're sleeping. I enjoy it. Yeah. I, I, say, I enjoy the and mattress. And you enjoy it right? after you use it. It's those moments right before you're going to go to sleep, and you're, like, just drifting away, and you would, that's when you enjoy your mattress. Mm-hmm. And, and when you wake up and you're like, wow, this was a great sleep. <laughs> I don't think I've ever thought that. I like a more firm mattress, and I, I only realized it after this move when I bought a new mattress. A more firm mattress. Not, that was not as soft as I'm used to. I'm like, I'm getting a better sleep with this firm mattress. I, I think Pillow Top is very misleading. I really do. I think they sell people on it's so soft. I don't think, I think most people don't want a soft mattress. No. I I'm think not it's, saying they want a firm it's, it's, one, but 
you know, you go to the mattress store and you put your hand and it sinks in like four inches because it's so pillowy. Yeah. That just sounds mm-hmm. awful. Society has told us that on a soft mattress. <laughs> Fight the man. Fight the power. Like, look, think Every, about the like, marketing. Everything for, in the marketing is soft is better. Like, it's yeah. people, like, jumping into feathers and stuff. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. The The marketing for a mattress is is with the sheep, sleepies. I guess that's, like, counting the sheep, but yeah. it could also be, like, their for softness. Yep. Yeah. Because they, they – um, and sometimes in the commercials, they sneak into the mattress and make it, like, softer. And sleeping on a cloud, mm-hmm. like, everybody's like, yeah, like, this mattress, you'll fall asleep. Just I feel like sleeping on a cloud is the most, like, terrifying thing because the cloud can't well, you, support You don't rain. literally sleep on a cloud, Matt. Well, I'm just – I mean, it's a, it's a metaphor. It's a metaphor. It's not – Even the prospect of the metaphor is, is not – terrifying to you. It's not comfortable. Like, a cloud would not be comfortable. You just you sink right in. You fall right through it. You wouldn't you wouldn't get a good night's sleep. And they can only do that for like they would never do that for a fur mattress. Like somebody like diving into a firm bed. Like, <laughs> All I can imagine is someone diving into like you know bricks. <laughs> like, oh, like, yeah. Someone made, like a belly flop into a Tempur Pedic and like the wine doesn't. Move. <laughs> oh gosh, that is really funny. <laughs> no, but but I you know, and to be fair, over the last what year and a half, I've I've been traveling a bunch for business and staying in a bunch of hotels. I don't think a good mattress is firm or soft. I think a good mattress is the one you use consistently because I have slept on a wide range of mattresses and I don't find any of them better or worse. I just find that when it's different than the one I've slept in every night, it's the it's the change that kills you. Yeah. I, I think I could sleep in a soft mattress. I just think the first two weeks of it are gonna be terrible. It's the it's the atmosphere. Yeah, your body just gets used to it. It's an adjustment. Are you a, are you more of a cold room sleeper or warm room sleeper? Well, again, I live in Houston <laughs> and it's goddamn hot outside all the time. So I don't really have a choice because I'm too cheap to turn up my AC. So I am a warm room sleeper. But I loved I loved being sub sixty in the basement in the winter with the heated blanket. So I'm pretty flexible. All right, so you're really a cold room sleeper, but you're you're just too cheap. I mean, to, yes, to keep that, to given keep the choice, alive. Yes, but okay. it is very high here. Phil, warm room sleeper or cold room sleeper? Cold. Okay, I'm same. I, guess I think we, that's common. We can't really debate that. I wish we could, but oh well. Well, let me let me ask you this we'll, then. We'll you like uh, you, you like how do you, how do you like your pillows? You like uh, you like a straight foam? You like a shredded foam? You like synthetic? You like feather? You like uh, what, what definitely you, not you, feather. Definitely you know, no, feather. No. Feather sucks. Feather's the worst. Do not like feather. I bought a really you know what? I had a really nice Tempur Pedic pillow. That's something that I left at my parents' house that I'm gonna probably have to take home next time I see them. Mm-hmm. Thanksgiving. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna. I'm gonna come back for my pillow. I bought this crappy like eight dollar pillow at IKEA, and it's it's like the worst. Pillow. It's crappy. It's a crappy pillow. I just bought it so I could have a pillow. Right. But it's I, I need to treat myself to a nicer pillow in the near future. So that that's that's weird. Like I like the firm mattress, but the pillow itself i want one that you can like your head can sink into well you need okay see now here's the next question how do you sleep are you a front sleeper back sleeper side sleeper because you need you need different pillows believe it or not depending on how you sleep so uh a a side or a back sleeper you need a uh a thinner pillow no how does this work (laughs) i used i because i just bought pillows when i moved and i did all this research if you were a you probably need a pillow. If you're a side sleeper, you probably need a pillow that you can sink into. I believe if you're a back or a side sleeper, you need a thicker pillow. If you're a stomach sleeper, you need a thinner pillow. If you're a stomach sleeper, you like a masseuse table. Like <laughs> I'm a stomach sleeper. Some people, yeah, some people do that. Oh yeah, well, and it's terrible for your health, by the way. Most people with sleep apnea, that's because they sleep on their stomach. Right. Now the guy at the at the um, mattress store was explaining to me the healthiest way to sleep is on your back. It's on your back, yeah. It helps but your, your airflow. I just can't. I just can't do it. I just can't do it. They said mm-hmm. you know because the spine is more it's more conducive to being laid on than your front part. 
he also said if you have to pick a, if you have to lay on your side you should lay it's healthier to lay on your right side than your left because it's easier to get blood flow to your heart i think that's plausible that's what he said but it was yeah it was an interesting it was an interesting font of knowledge this uh mattress guy but like we're so fragile you can get damaged <laughs> by sleeping wrong yeah i I think it's one of those things that isn't a big deal until you point it out and then it becomes a big deal. You it know? only takes six pounds of force to break the human neck. What? Six pounds. That's, that's, that's a fact. That's six terrifying pounds. that you know that. And I will not six break my pounds. Six pounds. That's it. That's the amount of force it takes. If I wear a six pound necklace, I'm going to break my neck. Probably six pounds. No, because it's resting on your 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 clavicle and your your collarbone. Like like so so if I if I if I strapped a a, a seven pound bowling ball to my head and flew it back, it would it would break my neck. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I'm not gonna try it, but uh, I'm so glad I know they have the option. In a science class. Hey kids. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mr. Mariani. <laughs> Fun class today. Um, yeah, you know, I will give you guys and, and anyone listening a, uh, a pro tip for if you're moving or buying new things, okay? I don't know if you guys know these websites, uh, which is The Wire Cutter and The Sweet Home. Have you used these before? Uh, I think you, you, we, we talked about The Sweet Home. I think we have. Best site for buying stuff. I buy everything they recommend. I checked it out after you told me about it. It's It's a very... It's a. It's like a. It's almost scary how in depth they go. How good it is, and how yeah, in, yeah how in depth it is. There. Well, it's like the it's pillows very, thing. It's they do the research. They it's very detailed. But yeah. I guess it's good if you're if you're in the market for yeah. most of the things that well, they have. And if you haven't used the site, the whole point of it is they just tell you which thing to buy. Because you know, go, go to Consumer Reports. They rate a hundred different things. Yeah. You know, the Sweet Home just says buy this one. It's the best one. Go buy it. I, I, mean, I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. I definitely appreciate the, the directness because I don't like to make decisions myself. I like to be told what to do, especially when I'm buying stuff. Mm-hmm. It's much easier that way. And I do like buying stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I just bought. Do you want to see what I just bought? Absolutely. Let me back up here. See, this is why you got to go to YouTube and watch the video version. I just bought. Oh, you're Matt. You're gonna love this. Hang on. Jesus Christ. I bought this. What is that? Let's see. Who can can guess first what this is? Is Set player? A (laughs) boombox? No, it is a... uh, A 8-track player? It's a VCR. Why would you buy a VCR? It's a VCR. So I can watch my tapes. What What are you talking about? You're like a hipster. It sounds better on VHS. Everything looks better on VHS. This show is going to start being uh, distributed exclusively on VHS tapes. We'll mail them to your home. That sounds great. Sign up on our website. Why is it so big? They made VHS players smaller than that. Because this is not a new one. This one from like the 80s. That's like the 70s. (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to look and uh, see exactly Guys, how old it is. they just came out with this thing called a VCR. <laughs> what, what do you mean they don't you do those anymore? You can your favorite programs on it and watch them later. What's a DVD? What are you talking just about? sure you rewind. This can't be right. Um, you, you would get, you would get, um, the, you'd rent the tapes from Blockbuster. It would have the tape on it. It'd say, be kind. Be kind, please rewind. Yeah, that's right. Everyone my my sold DVD rewinders at first. Yes. To scam people. Yep. And people fell for it, I guess. Uh, no, that VCR is from the mid '90s. It is authentic. It was purchased on eBay. And I'm currently in the process of digitizing my family's old home movies, and I needed a VCR. Uh, okay. So I did not. I did not buy it for me. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that's the kind of weird stuff you can buy. Anyway. Cool. Old school. Um, moving, which I think, which I think is what we're supposed to be talking about. That was what we were talking. Which about. I think we're supposed to be talking about. Uh, now, cars. I had my cars shipped. 
which was very interesting. So they, they show up at your house with a flatbed and they at, at your old residence and they put your car on it. And then they put on one of those big semi trucks with all the cars and then they drive it and then they drop it off at your new place and you don't have to drive it. Then you get on a plane and you fly. That's cool. It, it, it's got its pros and cons, right? Because cool. the pro is you don't have to take all the time to drive and the cost to drive. The cons are it chipped up my car like noticeably. Really? And I don't, I, I, it may be from rocks and stuff flying at it. I don't know what they did to it, but all along the bottom, it's got all little dings and scratches, which was kind of disappointing, but yeah, it sounds like wear and tear from the move. Now, so I guess, do, they, do you have to sign a waiver before they yeah, do that? Yeah, I could have put up a stink, but they were so, you know, it's more minor cosmetic, and my car is eight years old and has much worse cosmetic damage, so I am. I wasn't going to put up a fight. Who's to say the drive wouldn't have been worse? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know, I was just going to say, I, I have to say, I think you got off easy. I think, I think not driving your car is the ideal option for a move. If, if, you, can, if you can afford it or if it can be paid for. Sure. I, I wish that, yeah, I wish that, that I had that, that opportunity. But uh, well, Virginia's <laughs> not that far, though. It's, it's not that far, but then when you have to drive through Baltimore and D.C., and deal with the traffic in both of those places. You couldn't have driven around the Jersey there? Turnpike. I love the Jersey Turnpike. What are you it's talking like, about? Besides LA, those are the the probably the three most trafficy traffic places in the history of traffic. And you picked a bad DC time to do it. Especially DC is just awful. Really? To traffic? Yes. Like in Russia, the city of DC, there is never traffic. At least where I live. Not not in the city, but it's it's everybody that's coming out of the city when they leave their jobs that are in DC. And they're coming back to here, and you get all the traffic. Go on the weekend. I guess you got to. You really have to kind of plan your move around that, if you can. Mm-hmm. That um, would be smart. Yeah. And now, Phil, you had a pretty rocking motorbike in Vietnam, which I'm assuming you didn't bring back with you, sadly. Sadly, because it turns out people in DC drive motorbikes. I could have had it. You would have been I so cool. And yeah. a Vietnamese one, no less. I wouldn't have been very cool, but I would have loved it. <laughs> so, do you um, do you have a car now, or do you, do you still have the old Honda? No, my parents sold the car because no one was using it, and then now we have no car. <laughs> you're 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 a man with two legs. But I discovered Uber, which is mostly good most of the time, and also I can walk. Well, that's good. That's yeah, the, you don't, I don't think you want a car in D.C. anyway. It's almost like a, you know, like a car in New York or in any city. But it's actually not that bad. People like people. People like do K turns in the middle of the street and stuff. Like it's not that. There's not <laughs> much many cars around. Mm-hmm. And, it's not. But, a, it's not a, a huge city. No, it's not huge. I think Fairfax is worse actually for driving. I believe it. Yeah. That's more of like a like your your business end of the city. Um, what about art? When you guys buy a new house, how do you decorate? That's the hardest part. That is the hardest part. That's the I hardest part. Haven't, I have not completed that end of the move yet. Yeah, yeah. I brought some stuff from home, mm-hmm. mostly like pictures and stuff, but I just don't know where to put them. Like. I have all the space now, and I don't know. I, I haven't gotten around to to fulfilling that end of the of the move. I feel like most people save that part for last anyway. Sure. Cosmetic stuff. Well, you gotta know where your furniture is before you start hanging stuff up on the walls. Pretty much, yeah. Maybe after the furniture comes, I'll start doing that. Our landlord also left up all of his photo like photo mounts on the walls. So there's literally over 20 places to hang photos and we have not one. Oh, they're expensive though. Yeah. I, I will. Frames. frames are like so expensive and you got to get a print. And it's funny. I, so grandma Flo, my grandmother had, it sat in her unlit basement for 
40 years. She bought this painting at a tag sale of um, the, the mountain that was where I lived in the Berkshires. And a, a beautiful painting, actually. And it was just some guy who painted it. It was very nice. I loved it. And I asked her once if I could have it as a joke. And she said, sure, take it with you. So I took it with me. I went to go see what it would cost to get it reframed. So it's, can- it's a canvas painting um, in this awful, ugly 70s frame. No glass covering it or anything. I went to go see minimum 500 bucks to get it Whoa. reframed. Yeah, minimum. minimum. Wow. And that was for like the cheapest frame and the cheapest everything. And it went up from there. And it's not big. It's, it's not just big. for the framing? That's just for the framing. That's cool. It was it was unbelievable. So I agree. That stuff is you, you, That's something I feel like you could do yourself. Well, if it wasn't if, a if canvas painting, yeah. You know, I framed a lot of photo prints. I mean, like, if you if you went on like like WikiHow, yeah. or like how to do how to, to. But to be honest, that five hundred bucks. The problem's not. Well, the problem is a canvas painting for the most part. They're not a uniform size, so you can't. They have to be custom yeah. cut. They have to be customized. And but even that, 500 is a, that's no, an arm. And I'm sure there's a cheaper place I shopped around. So I, no, I just left it in the shitty frame and hung it up anyway. So, Okay. Jokes on them. Suckers. There you go. No, I've got a box of stuff that I haven't hung up, including some great prints from the uh, Marist College archives, which uh, are going to go up on my nice. wall eventually, um, including the one I won in a contest administered by Mr. Matt there. So, Fantastic. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, no, I agree. That is the hardest part. Um I bought a bunch of frames at Home Goods. They were like ten dollars each. Great place I, for frames. I went to Snapfish and there was like one hundred free prints. Mm-hmm. It was I cannot like how, how do they make any money? Even like the regular paying for prints is like ten cents. Mm-hmm. There's no money in photo printing. I know we were talking about IKEA before. You know what IKEA is not great at is decorating. I, I don't I don't much care for their their pictures and stuff they have there. I don't know. I'm still gonna probably wind up buying like six or seven hundred <laughs> of these IKEA pictures, but they're they're just not I don't know, they're not as exciting. I feel like IKEA is very good at certain things like uh practicality. Everything there is pretty austere, but it's pretty it's pretty useful, like mm-hmm. But it's, but like in terms of decorating, it's pretty bare bones stuff. That's like, I don't know. I don't know. Have you guys had experience looking at an IKEA for decorations? I got a for my dining table. I got a little a little white ceramic pot with a little fake green plant in it from IKEA, which I love, and it's kind of ugly, but I like it. Uh, but that's really the only thing um, decoration wise that I liked there. I agree, they're not. They have a lot of good things. It's sparse. But that's why I like, like Phil mentioned, Home Goods is a great place for that kind of stuff. Uh, Kirkland's, which I know is a chain in a lot of cities, does a lot of decorative stuff. Kohl's actually is very good for, like, frames. Kohl's very good. We decorated our bathroom with Kohl's, and that's probably the the nicest looking part of our apartment right now, Mm decoration-wise. Does it have a theme? It is. It is a – it's kind of like – it unintentionally – became a beach theme every bathroom has a beach theme <laughs> that's the <laughs> default we weren't even trying it was very weird like we were like, like oh we like this ta- this little hand towel because it ha- and it just happened to have seahorses on it and oh we got to get well we got that towel we have to get the matching towel and that has like dolphins on oh, it oh my god all you're and missing the shower curtain had like a bunch of nice sayings on it that we both liked but then after we bought it we realized as the bottom, there's a giant sea turtle that's swimming by. <laughs> so it's like, okay, we have a beach bathroom. All now. you're missing is a is a framed picture of a lighthouse and a bowl full of seashells, <laughs> and you're complete. And then you have every exactly. New England bathroom ever. What does that say about humanity? That like we want all our bathrooms to be the beach. <laughs> I think it says a we're uncreative as a society, and b that the beach is the most relaxing place on the planet. I don't know, you know why you want the bathroom to be beach themed though. Yeah. Like of any of any room in the house, like did I ever did I ever tell you what we did in my uh, childhood home in a bathroom? Again, another weird Jennings family story. Okay, we did. Yeah, Phil knows we did a moose themed bathroom. Moose themed. A moose okay. theme, and it started as a joke. Like someone gave us like a joke, like a moose towel or something. And we we did we had a moose light and a moose toilet paper holder and moose wallpaper and towels and 
the we painted it brown and it was it was a whole moose themed bathroom and people thought it was very weird because it was um that is not a normal theme for a bathroom and by the way it is very hard to find moose things for bathrooms wow well speaking of not normal themed bathrooms so we have two bathrooms in this apartment okay Whoa. we yes living the highlight <laughs> two bathrooms <laughs> um so we we have one in the master bedroom here and that's the one that we decorated beach themed or whatever and the other one is kind of like the guest bathroom like like it's a um stand-up shower and uh that's out in the uh the foyer uh-huh. i call it the foyer but it's really it's kind of like across from the kitchen um now that bathroom i'm allowed to decorate which is probably the biggest mistake that katie ever made is allowing me to decorate that bathroom because guess who is now getting a star wars themed bathroom it's gonna be this apartment we'll have a star wars themed bathroom i already looked at a bunch of stuff i ordered some stuff and r2d2 trash can chewbacca um bath mat yeah bath mat um I already have a little um, little R2-D2 nightlight. Darth Vader soap dispenser. Darth Vader helmet soap dispenser. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait. I'll That's put pretty amazing. It's done. <laughs> Very creative. I like it. Star Wars themed bathroom. I got the, the shower curtain is like the, the new movie that, that um, Force Awakens shower curtain. There's never been a better time to buy Star Wars merchandise, so you are in luck. I'm sure there is it's plenty so, to choose it's from. It's so true. If you go into any any Target, there's oh, a sure. considerable amount of, of a very generous amount of Star Wars it was, merchandise. It was amazing. I walked by – I was at a, a mall last week, and I walked by a Disney store, which I also didn't know they still had those. But um, it was like 20% princess stuff, 80% Star Wars stuff. It yeah. was all Star Wars stuff. It was cra- I was shocked. I'm like, oh, Disney wow. Disney knew. They knew what the hell they were doing. They, they paid like $4 billion for it. That one movie made like $8 billion. Like, that, I don't... Was, that was an absolute steal. I, I don't... And now Star Wars is ruined forever. But I had a dream. I don't, this could be real, but I had a dream that the next <laughs> movie also had a Death Star. Yeah, Ro- Rogue <laughs> One does have a Death Star. It's in the trailer. Really? Yeah, well, of course, it's a prequel. <laughs> Making, it's a prequel, so but yeah, it's it's it's, it's not making movies with Death Stars. Yeah, go, what go, is go. that? That's like five sevenths of all Star Wars movies have a Death Star. Yeah, I think <laughs> the only so one, crazy. the only one that you can argue does not have a Death Star is Empire, right? Because because I mean, in return, in return, they're building a, de- a new Death Star. They destroy it in New Hope. They're building it in three, I guess one, but one. One had the all right. So one had that Trade Federation consular ship, which was looked exactly like a Death Star with a big ring around it. I don't I think mean, that counts, but okay. I guess that doesn't really count. But all right, so that one and two didn't have a Death Star. But three had the plans to the Death Star. That's yeah, and 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 the, it was the, mentioned in the last scene. You see them building it in the background when. Mm-hmm. The Emperor and Vader, like, on the bridge together. And it's also, like, why... The first one worked perfectly well, destroying Alderaan. Like, why do they just need to keep, like, redesigning it? It worked fine. Just plug up the hole. Well, I mean, they 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 destroyed it in New Hope. Yeah. Blew it off. So they had to rebuild it. Didn't need to make it so big. <laughs> I think they probably should have guarded the one weak spot it had better like or maybe not maybe just not have that big weak spot <laughs> I, do, I just think it, it's overpowered like you don't need to vaporize a planet you just need to kill all the life on it like literally that explosion was awesome but well, a bit overkill that's a little bit more star trek i think in star trek there would be there would be some kind of big machine that would kill all the biological life on the planet oh it's in, in star wars Deep we just parts. blow it up 
and in Star Wars just blow it. Down. I told you that was my favorite part. That's One of my fun. favorite things about those movies was the explosions. <laughs> they have really good explosions in those movies. Lucas Lucas knew how to. That's actually what he did before he he uh, he had he started making movies. He he made the special effects company. Mm-hmm. Lucas Arts was a uh, yeah, look good. Special effects blew it up real good. I cheered. He liked he liked blowing cheered. stuff up. He was like the the who's the guy that blows stuff up now? Michael Bay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Michael Bay. Uh, Michael Bay makes all his explosions on the computer. So. Oh, and they're awful. <laughs> oh, God damn, Michael Bay. Jeez. Yeah, he's awful. But that's a whole topic for another day. Gentlemen, we're just about out of time. How can that be possible? I know. The hour we just flies by. Time left to cover. I know. Well, we've got a little time left. So if you want to cover it, what, what didn't we discuss? I wanted to talk about the DMV. I'm sure we all it have sucks. DMV experiences. Does all right. it suck there, too? Let's well keep it brief, Matt. What 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 was your experience? Did you have a particularly unique one? All right, yeah, I guess I kind of did. I I waited in line like all good DMV users do. I, I um finally got my turn. I got to the front of the line. I went to the the um read the the clerk, and I handed the clerk my envelope. I had a big Manila envelope where I kept all of my materials I needed to switch over to a Virginia license. She goes, sir, your passport is not in here. And I said, what do you mean? He said, I don't have your passport. And for that matter, I also don't have your social security card. And I was looking through it. I'm like, oh, my God, where is it? I said, I, I, don't, I, I don't know what to tell you. I'm sorry. I thought it was in there. And she goes, OK, just don't panic. Just relax. You know, take a few deep breaths. Go over to the service desk. You know, you might have accidentally left it there when you were getting your ticket. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they hold it for you. We're going to put your name back on the, and it's going to cycle again. I went over to the service desk. It's not there. The lady there who I just talked to five minutes ago is now at lunch and nobody's at the service desk. So I'm freaking out. I'm looking everywhere. I thought I could think somebody stole it. Somebody has my identity now, like it's on the floor or something and somebody picked it up. And, um, I opened the manila envelope and it's sitting in the bottom of the middle envelope. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> that's about right. The envelope closed in just such a way that it it, it like obscured that bottom part. Damn it! I had it the whole time. So I guess that's what made my trip to the VM the DM. Also, there are these people outside that asked me for my voter registration info, and I gave it to them. Yeah, I think um, that's legit. That I hope that's that is legit. I think that's legit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think so because that's just a voter registration that's, drive. Yeah, that makes sense. I wasn't sense. sure if that was on the level, but like if this if the, if it was outside of like any given like but they didn't market, I wouldn't have done it. But because it was the DMV, but I was what did like, you give them that would be dangerous for a bad guy to have? What your address, your date of birth? I mean, it's not like you gave him your social or anything. No, I gave him my social. They oh, you're screwed. <laughs> oh man, you're done. Those they guys are scamming you. No, I no, I think it's fine. I think they're legit. Honestly, it doesn't sound they like they were working for the DMV or in the parking lot of the DMV. They were in the parking lot of the DMV. Well, yeah. they were. So that sounds kind of sketchy. Did they ask for your route, bank routing number? They were. They, <laughs> they were directly right next to the door of the entrance of the DMV. And like there was a there was a security guard who was letting people into the building. And he didn't seem concerned. He didn't seem like he uh, was concerned about it. He, he pro- although maybe he was taking a cut from them. I don't know. Uh, he's <laughs> not a real security guard, like an actor. Yeah, Matt. Damn. Now, what's interesting about voter registration here in the uh, Old Dominion state? Apparently, you don't join a political party. Did right. you know that? So I did not know that. Open primary, it, maybe. It's an open primary state. You can vote for any candidate on either party or on any party. You mm-hmm. can vote for anyone without a party affiliation. Can you vote in both? So, what? Can you vote in both? No. They, they, you can only vote for one candidate. But it's an open primary and you can vote for um, whichever candidate you choose. It's interesting. Yeah. In, in Massachusetts, for example, you, you when you go up, you, they say, are you a Democrat or Republican? And – you say you have to pick one ballot or the other and you vote on that ballot, which is interesting. Yeah, no, the, um, so it sounds like you didn't have that bad of an experience at the DMV actually, no, other just, than your own mistake. 
Yeah, that was that was really. So it. they I did remember, a fine job. It was really. People, I have to say, the people at this DMV were a lot more friendly than the ones at the New York DMV. Yeah, that's. Uh, I believe that. <laughs> I, I definitely believe that. I didn't seem like I didn't seem like like I didn't. I wasn't. I wasn't made to feel like I was inconveniencing them to such a great degree mm-hmm. as I was made to feel at the New York DMV several times. I had the displeasure to, to visit there. You know who was incredibly rude here? The post office. The post office? I have been to many post offices in multiple states and have had generally positive experience, at worst, neutral experiences. <laughs> the post office near my apartment here has the absolute rudest, like, on-purpose rude, like, we don't give a fuck about you <laughs> wow. attendance I've ever met in my life. It's all, They are Olympic-level don't-give-a-shitters. Wow. It's kind of great. And of course, I show, for some reason, they're rude to, I show up and I flash a big smile and, hey, how's it going? And I try and stay super positive and they generally are okay with that. But as I'm waiting in line, like, if you have even the slightest bit of issue or problem or question, you are not getting helped. You are going to the back of the line. You are getting attitude out the, you know what. It's like the soup Nazi. But it, kind of, it kind of is. And there's a couple of ladies there and then they like talk shit to each other about the people it's 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 really it's very impressive it's like that what's that restaurant you go to where they yell insults at you while you get your food that's famous i think it's in chicago i've heard of it there's a it's like it's like a hot dog place and they and they make fun of you and that's their whole gimmick it's kind of like that it's great but not good if you're screwing up i don't even know i don't i like i think if i had to deal with that i would probably just go through like fedex yeah I've only gone twice. I mean, it's not, you know, I don't go. And that was just because I had to mail some stuff. But um, I guess that's the reason you go to the post office. But yeah, official government offices are the the problem with Texas is it's one of those states where they close down a lot of the DMVs. So minorities can't get IDs to vote. So the lines are really long. The lines are really long. So it's uh, it's quite not fun, but Hmm. Hmm. we'll live all right well we are out of time any final thoughts on the topic of moving speak now or else i wonder what moving would look like in the future like (laughs) what is that supposed to mean all right so has moving technology changed in the last 50 years i know all right i'll give you a perfect example when i not this time i didn't use it this time but when i was moving into marist freshman year I vacuum sealed my clothing. Mm. Have you have space you, bags? You space bag. Yes. Yeah, those are great. Essentially, you just you put it in the bag, and it takes all of the oxygen out of the bag. So it like basically makes your clothes like. And, and by the way, smaller. I use that for my sweaters during the summer and stuff. I'm not convinced it saves that much space. And what it, and what it does is it makes a really dense, really heavy. Like chunk of rock of clothing, like yeah, I, like that you can carry around. I'm very suspicious so. about the actual convenience of space bag. Anyway, I won't. Well, I won't shoot you down. That's just an but. example I'm giving a, a, of of technology that sure. can help moving in the future. I'm and wondering where it can go. Oh, mattress! You can re-shrink your mattress. Oh, there you go, and suck the air out of your mattress. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, I like that's that. I think what they need to do is because one of the most inconvenient things, uh, at least from the professional movers, is they have their cardboard boxes and then they take all your possessions and like quadruple wrap them in paper, but like each individual item to make sure nothing gets broken. But at the end of the day, I had a mountain of paper higher than me yeah. left over. What they should do is they should come up with like a like a spray, like a foam spray. And you spray it. No, I'm not kidding. They, you spray it in the box, and 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 it and it hardens up, so it's a little soft. And you put some items, and you spray foam on top. You put some more items, and you spray some foam on top. You put some more, and so they're packed in this like rigid foam, so they're not going to move. And then when you foam, and then and then when you get to where you live, you spray an insolvent on it, and it dissolves away. Wow. That's. I mean, that's that's chemistry at work. I bet you I should get Oh, paper's cheaper and far easier, but that's not the point. All right, Sean, we're moving you from the marketing department to the R and D department. To the R and D, to, to the, with the with the chemists, the scientists. Yep. 
Yeah, they don't, the they don't let me near that equipment for good reason. <laughs> I'm an accident waiting to happen. I couldn't brew beer. They're not going to let me. They're not going to let me near. Uh, you You'll know, be the ideas man, but you're going to be the ideas from. man in research and development. In, in the other building, nowhere near the scientists. <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. Well, I think we had a fantastic discussion, and you know why that is? Because we had special guest, Phil Lopez. Phil, thank you. For being here. I hope you had as much fun as we did. So fun. Thank so, you. Again, I totally I believed you. Up for debate. Up, oh, and Phil's up for debate, and we appreciate Phil. We'll have you back. Uh, anytime you want to come on, you have a topic you want to discuss, our door is always open. Okay. So, think about that. In the meantime, if you're out there watching, thank you. But you can always get more at our website, upfordebate.tv. Go there. All of our episodes past present and future will be there audio and video included and you can click the uh subscribe button and if you go there it gives you links to all the places you can find the show including the following itunes stitcher radio tune in radio google play music soundcloud youtube for the video which looks fantastic i recommend putting up on the big screen it looks great um you can also find us in most major podcast apps and via rss you can also follow us on social media at up for debate TV on Twitter, uh, facebook.com slash up for debate TV. We do again, this live on Thursday nights at eight 30 Eastern, uh, seven 30 central. And lastly, up for debate TV at gmail.com is our email. If you've got feedback, uh, you can post any of the social channels or on email and we'll think about it. Maybe we'll talk about your topic on the show. Or we'll bring up your comment. Who knows anything, anything's possible. I don't know what we're going to talk about next time, Matt, unless you know something I don't. Um, no, not at all. Fair. We will, we will figure it out. We, we always all, do. We always do. That's right. Sometimes with success. Um, fantastic. Well, again, thanks to Phil. And of course, Matt, as always, a pleasure. Uh, I am Sean. Thanking all of you out there for joining us. And hopefully we'll see you next time for even more exciting debate here on Up4 Debate. Okay. We are done. Right. All right. That wasn't too bad, right? Right? Please tell me it wasn't that bad. It wasn't really about moving, but it was fun. <laughs> it was well. I mean, to be honest, that's how most of these go. A great big tangent about mattresses. <laughs>